I've seen a lot of White Sox baseball over the years. Uh, no shortage of memorable moments, historical milestones, and exciting dramatics. Uh, but what I witnessed on Wednesday was a group of players that clearly did not want to be wearing a White Sox uniform and had no interest in competing. Uh, sure, the opportunity for postseason play was uh, pretty much erased after Tuesday's loss, but I didn't think I'd see the White Sox quit. Uh, sadly, this White Sox team looked in pain and Cleveland put them out of their misery. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox, especially after Wednesday night's game. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day catch the ball throw the ball hit the ball it is a simple game but the Sox have turned it into a three-ring circus is Miguel Cairo to blame for the bullpen meltdown on Tuesday and in the biggest series of the year the Sox might have decided to quit State of the White Sox, they are 76 and 73, six games back in the AL Central, chasing the Cleveland Guardians with only 13 games left uh, in the season. If I wasn't there at 35th and Shields on Wednesday to witness it, uh, I might not have believed the White Sox would respond to Tuesday night's defeat in such an embarrassing way. Uh, no fight. No pride, no sense of desire, all those grinder rules that you see plastered uh, on the walls uh, heading up the ramp to your section. Uh, no such life at all uh, from our White Sox. They fell to the Cleveland Guardians 8-2 to two on Wednesday. What happened? Uh, I mean, did the players quit on Miguel Cairo after Tuesday's loss? Did Miguel Cairo failed to get this team ready to play a baseball game. Uh, what I saw on Wednesday night was uh, just a bunch of guys going through the motions. Uh, maybe uh, very well were the after effects from Tuesday. Uh, talk about the fallout uh, from that critical game one of the series. Uh, there was something, an uh, article from Scott Merkin, uh, kind of going over a little bit of who's to blame from that loss on Tuesday and Miguel Cairo shouldering a lot of it. Uh, this is what Scott Merkin had to write. Uh, there wasn't anything specific that Cairo would share about the disappointment in his job aside from the team losing. 
Uh, maybe the acting manager was trying to take a little pressure off his players with their collective backs against the wall. Uh, this is Cairo specifically, quote, I should have done a better job. I let my team down. I have to come back tomorrow, meaning Wednesday, and show them, you know, just another day and we have to perform. I have to perform too. We lost the game, so it's on me, end quote. Well, that was his quote after Tuesday night's game. I did not see any fire, any swagger on Wednesday at all. It was a lifeless bunch of players. It really was. Uh, Let's talk a little bit further about Tuesday. Uh, unfortunately, sorry, have to revisit it uh, because Cairo is referencing, I think, the way he managed or mismanaged uh, the bullpen. Bullpen gave up nine runs on Tuesday. Jake Diekman uh, on his own uh, gave up five runs. And this is how the bullpen uh, looked. Again, uh, Dylan C started, didn't have his best stuff on Tuesday, but went six innings, gave up four hits, uh, one earned run. So you got Jimmy Lambert coming in in the seventh. High leverage situation. Sox were up 3-1. Lambert's been in these situations before. The Sox have used Jimmy Lambert. Uh, He went a third of an inning on Tuesday, giving up two earned runs, uh, two walks. Remember, he walked the first two guys uh, he faced. Aaron Bummer was brought in uh, to help out. He pitched two-thirds of an innings, uh, gave up three hits. Now, Bummer was brought in uh, to essentially pitch to Stephen Kwan. And, you know, lefty-lefty, it did not go well because Bummer threw him a middle-middle fastball. Uh, so eighth inning was Ronaldo Lopez, 11 pitches clean, nothing, dynamite. Ninth inning, Hendricks, one inning, 15 pitches, nothing, clean, amazing. So then you get to the 10th, and it's Kendall Graveman, a big off-season acquisition for the White Sox. An inning, a hit, two runs, and a walk. Then it comes to Diekman in the 11th. Jake Diekman, remember the lone trade deadline acquisition for this uh, White Sox team. Diekman went an inning, three hits, five runs, a walk, and a strikeout. All right, Miguel Cairo uh, trying to take the pressure off the team and take the blame. Uh, Maybe you go with Ronaldo Lopez earlier, uh, but Lambert, you know, he's pitched very well in high leverage situations. Uh, Bummer, again, brought in to face Quan, lefty-lefty. Bummer threw a middle-middle pitch, bad execution. Hendricks only threw 15 pitches. Could he have gone maybe in the 10th as well, a six-out situation? You know, it's the playoff. It's a playoff-type atmosphere on Tuesday. Okay, no hold no hold bars. Uh, maybe Lopez could have gone in the eighth and ninth. Uh, Jake Diekman was put in an extremely high-leverage situation, but he was your lone trade deadline acquisition, uh, and he's going to be around next year too. You know, I like that Miguel Cairo automatically put the blame on himself. I think that's something Tony LaRusso would never have done, but the bullpen can't give up nine runs in the biggest game of the year. So I've seen the situations. I've heard the arguments uh, on social media. I've talked this out with a lot of different Sox fans over uh, the the last uh, 24 hours or so. Uh, And you could make some scenarios of why Jimmy Lambert was in that spot. Okay. Why Lopez 
pitched where he uh, pitched, uh, especially when you needed to kind of hold the lead. Uh, but you can't give up nine runs. Th- those those guys have been in tough situations uh, this year. Bummer, he's just fresh off the IL. Uh, so I don't know, you know, I don't know about that one. I, that, that lefty lefty situation, though, for Quan, that went horribly sideways, uh, you know, on the White Sox. So, you know, I get it. There's a lot of blame being put on Cairo. Cairo's trying to put it on himself, but the bullpen can't do what they did. And Jake Diekman especially cannot give up five runs. I'm still speechless uh, about that. I still can't believe how that game ended, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Uh, The White Sox have made the playoffs two straight seasons, and we're anticipating a repeat as AL Central Divisional Champs. I'm going to tell you why your October schedule has obviously uh, been cleared up. More on that in a moment. Feeling like you just can't get in shape? Uh, It's not your fault. As men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone, the man hormone. It happens to every man and can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic and active. Want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testaphine. Uh, will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Because Nugenics Total Tea boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs, you'll feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive and more passion too. Your partner will notice the difference. Nugenics Total Tea is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Nugenics Total Tea can help re-energize your life and help you get back to the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior you used to be. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text MLB to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text MLB to 231-231. Text MLB to 231-231. A message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at Nugenics.com slash term. So if you are a, a season ticket holder or, you know, if maybe if you even belong to the uh, Sox mailing list, uh, or if you've ever purchased White Sox tickets uh, in the uh, not-so-distant uh, past, uh, you may have received an email on Wednesday morning, uh, again, morning after that uh, excruciating loss to the Guardians in extra innings. Uh, and this email uh, is talking about buying additional playoff tickets. And, you know, make sure you lock in your playoff tickets. You don't want to miss the postseason action. I think Fangraphs had the Sox at about a 6% chance, uh, maybe I'm being generous, uh, 6% to make the playoffs. Can't imagine what it is right now after Wednesday's embarrassing loss. But obviously, uh, postseason isn't happening for the White Sox. It's just not uh, It's not in the cards. Uh, in these, uh, these next several games, uh, there's going to be a lot of finger pointing and, and examination and uh, it, it, I, I have a feeling what we saw on Wednesday is going to maybe happen more times than not. This, this, the air has been taken out uh, here 
uh, this White Sox team. And, and maybe the White Sox were done a long time ago. You know, I personally, you know, I just refuse to accept that their shortcomings would really prevent them from winning one of the weakest divisions in all of baseball. Honestly, uh, the writing has been on the wall for quite some time. I just, to my own fault, wasn't really ready to admit that. Uh, they made the last three weeks or so exciting uh, but frustrating at the same time. The typical White Sox issues of 2022 have continued to pop up. Poor defense, ineffective at-bats, ground ball after ground ball. Uh, and as a diehard Sox fan, it's admittingly tough to step back and see this team from an objective point of view. Perhaps you share the same way. What I was sure of was that they were flawed, and also, we're not living up to their potential. But then again, things seemed different under Miguel Cairo. Once he became the acting manager three weeks or so, this team seemed to have just a, an added bounce uh, in their step. And the performance showed it. Uh, however, you know, the Colorado loss last week, the game one defeat to the Tigers on Friday were indeed signs that uh, I was willing to ignore uh, signs that pointed to this team being the same old team since day one of the season. Uh, poor fundamentals, poor execution, and overall uh, poor baseball. Just sweep the Guardians. Uh, that was the mantra, of course, uh, at the beginning of this week. Everything will be okay if we could just get three in a row from those pesky Cleveland Guardians. Uh, so now... I'm living in two worlds, one world being the rest of this 2022 season. And the other, of course, is the harsh realities that I face uh, for the team that I love and what the off season is going to look like from the front office to the players and beyond. There are a lot of issues uh, that we are going to be wrestling with as this season winds down and for sure. Uh, once the offseason officially uh, begins and we start hearing from Rick Hahn. Uh, it has been a tough week and it's uh, uh, only Thursday. Uh, there is, you know, a lot of baseball left, but the way the Sox have played uh, these two games and especially the results on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, difficult uh, for Sox fans everywhere. Uh, if you're going to lose, at least go down fighting. Show some pride and save face. I'm going to tell you why the White Sox have quit. Uh, more on that in a moment. Well, if Tuesday was the nail in the coffin, then Wednesday was the burial. Uh, Sox players said all the right things after Tuesday's 11-inning loss, but played an ugly brand of baseball on Wednesday. Lethargic, sloppy, and unfortunately, apathetic. And apathy, you know, that's the thing you do not want to see. Uh, Yohan Mankata looked like he had no interest in being at the game, let alone playing in it. Uh, there was a particular play. Uh, I know you're going to, if you watch the game, uh, it happened fairly early in the game, and it really epitomized this entire 2022 season. Uh, it happened early. It was a little duck snort from Cleveland out in short left field. Andrew Vaughn charging in. He's playing left field, a lifelong first baseman, possibly DH. He's in left field charging in. Mankata drifting back. It looks like Andrew Vaughn 
uh, called off Mancada. They almost collide, and Vaughn lets the ball just drop out of his glove as he was charging in. Uh, that happened in a series that was a must-sweep series. Uh, that happened late in September. That actually happened, folks. What you saw, uh, that, that's that been happening all season long. And I get it. You, Andrew Vaughn has no business being out there in left field, but he's a baseball player. And we're asking him to make a baseball play by running in to catch a ball. What Mankata was doing, I have no idea. Uh, the lack of communication. But, you know, players are playing. In, it's roulette out there. You've got Pollock out there and left one day. Then it's Vaughn. You know, it might be Ingle. They're moving guys all over the place because we do not have a set outfield. That's a whole nother conversation. And we've been having it, and you've been having it with Sox fans in your life. But that one play there really summed a lot of things up with this Sox team. Despite the energy, the fire, the swagger as of late under Miguel Cairo, those types of things have been happening. Uh, fly balls that should be caught, players almost colliding, uh, or a ball just dropping at the foot of an outfielder. Uh, Lance Lynn was on the hill on Wednesday, and uh, I was kind of excited to see Lance Lynn. He's been pitching very well, five straight quality starts uh, up until what he turned in uh, on Wednesday. Not sharp at all. He went six innings, nine hits. Uh, six runs. Now, only three were earned because there was just horrible defense behind him. He gave up a walk and three strikeouts. Uh, he just didn't look good, didn't look comfortable, and you could see the frustration, uh, his body language of what was happening behind him. Sacks defense, two errors, Mancada and Vaughn each had one. Uh, Sacks offense, where where was it? Didn't, didn't show up. Again, I I think so much was taken out of this team Tuesday night. Uh, they managed two runs and six hits. Uh, Vaughn and Andrews each had three strikeouts. Sacks were one for two with runners in scoring position. One for two. Uh, Cleveland did what Cleveland has always done. Uh, boy, they just they, they have earned this AL Central title when it actually you know becomes official. Uh, what they did against Minnesota in that five-game series and then coming to the south side and grinding one out on Tuesday uh, and then really putting it to the Sox on Wednesday, embarrassing them. I mean, and, and Cleveland, they were having the time of their lives with this. Uh, they, I mean, they were, they were cheering in the dugout every hit, you know, every extra base, every home run. Uh, they knew what they were doing to the White Sox. Uh, they took their extra bases. They hit for power. McKenzie was solid. I mean, it was 5 nothing Cleveland after three innings. Uh, just a real disappointing. Uh, that's not even the right word. Uh, but there's what else can you say? It, it was uh, I was in shock with what I was watching uh, on Wednesday. But in a lot of ways, we've been seeing it uh, for a very long time. Sox are going to send Johnny Cueto to the Hill on Thursday. Why are we still watching? Why are we showing up, giving this team our time? It's the White Sox. This is the team that I love. This is my hobby, okay? Uh, and I I just, I love them. You know, I, I can't quit them. Uh, so I'll be there out on Thursday watching this White Sox team. And we only have a few more games, and then they're gone. They're gone for about six months. 
uh, until we see pitchers and catchers report. So uh, I'll be there on Thursday. It's a tough team to watch right now. Looking for a little bit of life, a little bit of spark. Show us that you care a little bit uh, on the south side. Thanks for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I'll recap Johnny Cueto's outing and hopefully be talking about a White Sox winner. Really appreciate you making time for the Locked On White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox!